Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. Uh, this time I am joined by two of EG's very finest. I know I say it every time, but this time it's really true. Uh, we have Deputy Editor Tim Burke and Residential Editor Emma Rosser. How are you both doing this week? I'm doing great, thank you. I just had to come off mute because my neighbours are having work done in the garden and somebody started up a big old piece of machinery as you started talking. <laughs> Perfect. But... I'm doing well, thank you. How's your week gone? All right, thank you. Yeah, it's been busy, but uh, but entertaining. Emma, how's things with you? Any deliveries scheduled this week? Well, they're never scheduled, but they sometimes happen. I have put my phone on silent, though, so so we're halfway there. But yes, I'm very good. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> OK, so let's uh, maybe start with, with your big uh, co-living story of the week. So tell us all. Jumping straight in there. Why not? Um yeah, so this week I, I spoke to Ali Reza Ravenshad and, and Chris Bledstowe, who are two of the co-founders of a new co-living developer, Dandy. And if Dandy, if that sounds familiar, then, well, it is. Uh, Ravenshad actually set up Dandy Living in 1986, um, the year that I was born, actually. <laughs> Um, the, the the business has been through uh, various iterations um, since that time. And so um, he actually described himself as a failed cinematographer um, and he used a design, lighting and fold away furniture to give um, extra space to tenants. So they used to do smaller schemes, HMOs, um, and they've sort of grown over the years um, and grown with investors. But this is a new relaunch now with a new brand um and um and new partners um and some some big plans as well to to really expand it they've got backing from um british airways pension trustees who uh, backed their scheme in wembley the biggest one today um and new projects across the capital um and they also have a dragon they've got tuka suleiman who's funded their harrow on the hill site and two more in the pipeline so Ravenshad has uh, joined forces with the brothers Bledstow, that's Chris and Andrew, who founded the co-living operator Ollie from the US. So together they're all targeting um, this portfolio of five billion. They want to get 15,000 um, co-living beds in London, and then they'll be expanding that through to Paris, Lisbon, Amsterdam, Barcelona, um, and then into New York and Los Angeles. So some big plans um, and, and some great names and, and kind of great diff- different individuals all joining in this venture. So quite exciting. Mm, fingers crossed I'll let you do a global tour. Um, Tim, I don't know about you, but in 1986, I was reading The Dandy. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, Dandy and the Beano, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just love them. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so Tim. So some time ago. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> uh, Tim, your your EG interview this week uh, focuses on the future for flexible office providers. Um, who yes. are you talking to and uh, what did they have to say for themselves? I ventured back into town for the first time in many, many months uh, for this interview. I did my terrible commute on which the trains were delayed because there were trespassers on the tracks. Um, I then had to make my way up from Cannon Street to Liverpool Street. It was it was like I'd never been away, apart from the fact that there was barely anyone else there. I saw it on Twitter. It was all made worthwhile by your welcome home, though, at the end of the day, wasn't it? It was. I actually felt like I'd been missed by by the youngest when I got back in, which I don't think he's missed me for a long time. He's generally seen too much of me and probably a lock on the door, Tim. Him. That's an idea. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I went in to catch up with Chris Davies, who 
last month was named as the new chief executive of Uncommon. So that's the flex operator that uh, that Carlisle Group, the private equity house, backed uh, a few years back now. He's He's been with the business almost since it got set up, but what a time to be taking over the top spot. I mean, so much of that debate around what the future of the office is going to look like has um, has focused on the role that flex providers uh, are going to have in that. And and this chap is now tasked with making sure that if if companies want to have flex space in their portfolio, uh, they're thinking of Uncommon as the go-to name rather than, than one of their competitors. Uh, it won't surprise you to know he's pretty optimistic on the outlook for offices but he was you know he also acknowledged the difficulties that 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 industry has had and we've seen these ups and downs at we work and we've seen some pretty big financial troubles at, at names like Notel and the Argyle group um he is adamant that uncommon is trying to uh trying to carve a sort of different path for itself uh, very much focused on what he put as deliberate steps rather than rushing through to um, to get a, a sort of supersized portfolio. They've opened up, it's five buildings in about five years. And he admitted that that seems pretty slow. I mean, it used to feel like WeWork were opening five buildings every five months. But he he is hopeful that that means they, they've committed to each of these. They've sort of taken their time to make sure they've got everything right. And they're about to open up their biggest place. That'll be in Hoban. And he's got a, a checklist of other parts of town that he wants to, to plant a flag in. So you'd expect somebody stepping into that top post to talk um, to talk up their shop and talk about their expansion plans. Uh, but it, it it feels like it feels like he's ready to make those moves, ready to grow that portfolio a bit further. Time will tell, I guess, whether the occupiers come along to take it. Indeed, our, our old stomping ground of Holborn. So that's that's good to hear. Well, yours, not mine. I never knew the Holborn. Oh, uh, uh, well. But I've heard good things. <laughs> yeah, it's it. So it was. It's a nice place to nice place to hang around. Um, what else has been keeping property's finest news team busy this week? <laughs> any any opportunity to plug one of my my other stories? I wanted to talk about the Kremlin, the Kremlin of Nottingham, um, which has been a fun one that has been entertaining uh, me and Tim actually um, this week. So uh, Homes England is selling a windowless concrete nuclear bunker. Um, in Nottingham, which is known locally as the Kremlin, but also more formally, <laughs> Nottingham War Rooms, um, or if you want to be super formal, the regional seat of government for Region 3. Um, <laughs> I prefer the first two to the third. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still angry you wouldn't let me have this for diary. <laughs> I mean, we could have gone with both. We could, I I didn't know the Kremlin the Kremlin detail until the uh the but I mean regardless it would have been a good diary actually you're right um but yeah I guess maybe the most diary worthy part just to, to really rub that in sorry uh, would be the um the ideas that they're coming up with as for mm. potential occupiers um so kind of going into this talking to um talking to the agent I had assumed you know maybe it would be uh logistics storage something like that oh no they want to be fun they're talking about vertical farming um mm -hmm. perhaps it could be a tv or film studio uh one of my personal favorite an escape room which sounds Absolutely. genuinely terrifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I it's got 40 boat. different dorm no sorry it's got 50 dormitories and a kind of a maze and network of um 
of corridors. I've actually been in a nuclear bunker before um, in Alconbury with Roland um, filming filming up there with Urban Civic. Um, and, and I don't think I would like it to be an escape room. <laughs> My favourite suggestion that I saw, uh, somebody tweeted this at me. This was from, <clears throat> excuse me, a chartered surveyor called Rav Chima. Uh-huh. who said he thinks this could be the UK's premier laser tag destination. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, there were some other comments I did see, Tim, on social media, um, people talking about, I think it was the windowless aspect that um, caught people's attention um, uh, as a potential candidate for permitted development housing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yes. <laughs> the good thing about ha- housing with no windows is lots of wall space to hang artwork. That's 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 good. So if you're a recluse with an extensive art collection, a nuclear bunker is exactly the place for you. Are you are you saying this from personal experience, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got no windows. Don't worry. Here's a nice landscape. <laughs> and uh, what else have you been up to, or, or the rest of the team been up to, Tim? Uh, I've I've been very interested by these intriguing goings on, goings on, going ons goings on at the city of London Corporation. So uh, Alex Daniel reported this week on a petition that is doing the rounds. It's got about 1300 signatures at the moment um, calling for a reform of the planning process in London Square Mile. It's um, the the petition says uh, that it it has no confidence in the city of London Corporation's planning (laughs) process. But what is interesting is that this petition has actually been set up by members of the City of London Corporation's own planning committee. So the calls are coming from inside the house. Um, (laughs) So uh, Mark Bostock, who who will be a a sort of well-known name to to any property types doing doing deals in in the city, has got together a, a band of fellow committee members to raise objections to what he sees as some conflicts of interest that have gone on in in some of the projects that have been weighed through recently, including a case where he says the 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 city corporation did not disclose the fact that it had a stake in the freehold of a building that was being refurbished and so of course would benefit from signing off a deal to to revamp that property. So this petition is making is making several calls of how they think the process needs to be changed and people who sit on one part of the corporation's property investment committee shouldn't be able to sit on the planning committee, which they do at the moment. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting, not only because it's coming from members of that planning committee. I I think it'll be difficult to ignore. The corporation hasn't made any statement about it yet, but it'll be received at their next planning meeting next week. And I think when you've got members of the committee itself trying to put this onto the agenda, it's going to be quite difficult for the corporation to avoid addressing those points. So interesting, interesting to see what happens there. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll be uh, following it closely. Okay. So now it's that time of the week, the quiz of the week. And Tim, I think you'll be delighted to know that this won't be the hardest quiz you faced this week. Okay. Okay. What's that the hardest was, um, quiz he's faced this week? You know, because I told you about this and you told me to stop going on about it. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Well, now's the time. Now's the, now, now you can get your frustrations out. I didn't manage to get I didn't manage to get any. I mean, my son was very upset that he couldn't answer more of those Star Wars questions, yeah. but I got far fewer than he did. So Some we should explain. Just... Tim and I took part in a global company-wide Star Wars quiz uh, on... Tuesday on uh, on May the 4th of course. I was going to say I wouldn't describe it as Tuesday on May the 4th. Yeah. Yes. 
I wanted to go, oh, I get it. I get it. (laughs) And I think it's fair to say that in the wider company, there are certain people who know an unhealthy amount about Star Wars. Would would that be fair, Tim? So I mean, I I just cannot. I thought it was going to be much more story focused, character driven, dare I say, <laughs> rather than questions over um, over the composition of the soundtrack. What was the one? How long was Luke submerged? <laughs> yes, in, in the trash compactor. In the trash compactor, yeah. nineteen seconds, twenty four seconds. I, Oh, was, God, I've got images of you and the boys sitting in your Obi-Wan Kenobi T-shirts. Like, mm. My lad was quite upset by the end. He just walked off. As soon as they said that was it, he left. And I was just there on Zoom. And he's, he's, he's fallen out of love with Star Wars forever because of that. Anyway, there are no... So I'm much more hopeful about today's. Let's there are it. no Star Wars questions on this quiz. So last week, uh, once she got the hang of how it worked, Emma pretty much nailed it, <laughs> joining Pui and Alex among the solo competitors who have scored four out of five. Uh, and this week, I believe you're going to take it on as a team. Uh, so I think I should really keep a note of this, and I've totally failed to do so. I think Pui and Sam managed five out of five together. So let's see if you can get a full house between you. So team question one. M-Tim. Team M-Tim. Team Tim. Uh, okay, Emma. Listen to the question. Okay. You are okay to answer the question. Which historic site in East London is at the centre of a wrangle over plans for an office block and shopping mall development? You got it. Did you say in in Oh in East West in East London? Oh, oh, is, is it the old Truman Brewery? It needs to be. <laughs> it is. She's, she's adding that that uh, who wants to be a millionaire sense of drama. <laughs> I should get a, 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 a sudden soundtrack. Sudden it is the old the Truman Brewery. Yes. Well 7, done. 7,000 um, objections. I've not seen that before. That was crazy. Nope. Yep. Uh, Unprecedented, you might say. Well, I'm not sure if it is or not, but. <laughs> ah, let's go for it. Who's going to okay. check? Um, <laughs> spoken, spoken like an editor. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a really good feeling about question two. Uh, which which kind of is a Star Wars reference. So, uh, but uh, what what do locals in Nottingham call a Cold War bunker currently <laughs> up for sale? I mean, I, we absolutely would have got. I would have got this easily, but of course, it's the Kremlin. Yeah, and you named both possible answers. I have written down, so even better. So, what was the other one, Emma? Just for completion. I mean, why don't we? Seeing as we're quizzing Tim on on this. Oh on yeah, this okay. What was one? the other one? Yeah. So the other one was the Nottingham War Rooms, Excellent. and then it was um, I knew the this. seat for regional government for Area 3 or something like that. That's not quite right, is it? There you go, Emma. And not you literally only... said it within the last 10 minutes. I wouldn't have given them but... a mark for that one, but yeah, regional seat of, gov- of government for Region 3. Couldn't be clearer. Yeah. <laughs> not only does he read your stories, he listens when you speak as well. So that's good. Okay. So, Fiera Real Estate and Packaged Living have bought a £200 million development site in Southampton that once boasted what dearly departed retailer? Oh, you, want me to well, answer? This... you can't answer because it's, it's your story, but it's, and I, I miss this too. Mean. Dearly. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Toys R Us. Toys R Us, it is. Oh, I, I bought my first bike there. Aww. At that very one, or Toys R Us? Yeah, that very one, Southampton. Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Do you still have it? <laughs> I do not know. It oh. was a, a lovely blue. I don't know what happened to it. It was a boy's bike and I was very proud of it. 
Okay, three out of three. It's looking good. Question four. The missing words question, which is also this week's legal and professional question, which I know Tim in particular is a big fan of. He loves a legal and professional question. Can you fill in the blank in this headline? Ground F for blank. And please remember, this is a family podcast. Ground F for blank. For sale. That's not very interesting. I'm sorry. Tim looks so upset right now. Oh man. I don't know. For rent, for sale, for for development, for it is ground parties. Ground (laughs) ground F for parties would be would be excellent. It is ground F for fiddly. uh, An article all about how opposing the grounds of a new lease on development grounds has become a whole lot more complicated since a Supreme Court ruling. So still three out of four, you can still, uh, you know, get a respectable score in the final question, which is, of course, the diary question. This week, we feature a Twitter response from someone objecting to a Sunday Times photo montage in which fake shutters seem to have been applied to an apparently thriving high street. But where is that high street? I I know because I wrote it, so Emma should... I don't really think we're doing ourselves any favours by doing it in this way, Tim, but... um, (laughs) Well, if you don't know, I'll just say it. Go on. It is uh, is Bridge Street in Chester. Oh, he's even got the street. Look at that. And the people were were pretty peeved with that representation of Bridge Street, although it's just pointed out... They photoshopped in some shutters? No. They also photoshopped in a huge face. I saw that part. So it wasn't... I don't think it was meant to be a literal representation (laughs) of... With pound size in the eyes. Although having not been to Chester, I can't actually say for sure that that isn't there. (laughs) The future of the high streets is is a big looming face. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so Tim, I think that just leaves us enough time for you to take us through what to expect on the EG Property Podcast in the next week. Yeah, so next week is Mental Health Awareness Week. So we've got a couple of treats for you lined up around that. On Monday, you can tune in to hear me having a chat with guests from the Crown Estate. Grosvenor, Savills and HOK discussing how designers and developers can incorporate nature and the environment into their schemes to promote well-being for the people using them. And on Wednesday, legal editor Sarah Jackman uh, will have a discussion with the team at the University College of Estate Management to discuss a new mental health strategy that is launched there for students. We will also have our next talent podcast And we'll have a special chat with the team at Knight Frank about their M25 offices report. So lots to look forward to next week. And of course, uh, we'll have another episode of EG Like Sunday Morning next week, which I I like to think is is good for well-being and mental health for us. Not agreeable. Absolutely. For For the chuckles, for sure. Okay. (laughs) thank you both for joining. uh, And you at home have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.